Welcome to Season 1, Episode 1 of Just Saying, from Two Teens Talking. I'm Remington Wan. And I'm Julia Wyatt. And in this episode, we are going to talk about the impact of social media on relationships and their medical decisions. Social media is a relevant form of communication and banter for today's youth and young adults. And over the course of time, it has become very obvious that it sways public opinion. It definitely affects a wide range of opinions, ranging from politics to sports and to even jobs. However, we took a deeper look at how some social media posts are putting men and women against each other, especially when it comes to posts comparing pain and how one's pain must always be worse. So we have come up with a couple questions that we plan to talk about and try to rationalize, such as, Can social media posts affect the different types of partner relationships, especially when expecting a child? And, in the event of a partner carrying a child and going through the experience firsthand, is it possible for the other partner to experience those same feelings and emotions? When it comes to pregnancy, there are many ways to bring a child into the world, and there are also many types of relationships that sometimes alter those choices. We're going to start off by talking about the relationship of a man and a woman and what would be considered a quote-unquote traditional pregnancy. Um, We want to reference a Twitter post really quick from a Twitter user named Ellie uh, that says, My husband doesn't feel good and I feel bad for him because I'm seven months pregnant so I don't care. Along with a comment that says, I know I'm not supposed to generalize, but I've come to realize how weak men are when it comes to physical pain. The way a lot of them gaslight women and try to act like women are dramatic makes me so pissed, especially when they make fun of us for mood swings on our periods. Uh, So there are many tweets and memes that kind of resemble um, this comparison of men and women's pain. Um, So we actually found a meme from Pinterest that says... During labor, the pain is so great that a woman can almost imagine what a man feels like when he has a fever. So in that first Twitter post, it is clearly from a pregnant woman's point of view, along with that comment that is most likely also from another woman agreeing to her post. And that meme from Pinterest, we'd say, is more from a man's point of view. Uh, So we can see that both sides are typically in what seems like a competition Uh, with each other trying to see whose life is quote-unquote worse uh, when it comes to their pain. Then there are the select few who don't feel they can compare because they haven't experienced each other's pain. We found a post on Twitter under the username DLAC talking from a man's point of view. After being censored, it reads, I can see why men would leave during pregnancy. That stuff hard and you really learn who your girl is. It's a sucker move. To which, Leviosa retweeted saying, Pregnancy is so hard on men, can't imagine what they go through, TBH. Along with the comment from Kate that says, I don't think it should be a contest of who has the worst time during pregnancy. I think with stress, preparing, and emotions, it's rough for men as well as women. Men don't go through physical pain, but it's still a hard time for everyone. The first post shows how some women see men as weak when both of them are in pain. Those women feel that their pain is worse and men are, well, to put it nicely, babies about being sick. While the second one says that women don't understand the pain a man goes through and the only time they come somewhat close to feeling it is when giving birth. Even though the women just went through nine months of growing a human being inside of them with possible side effects such as nausea, morning sickness, swelling, contractions, etc., 
along with the limitations on what they eat and wear. I think that it's also important to note that men go through their own struggles during pregnancy as well um, that I think women don't normally think of or take into consideration. Uh, they have mental struggles along the lines of stress, which ends up leading to physical decline throughout those nine months. Uh, it could be stress from thinking about how they're going to provide for their family or being anxious about being a good dad. Uh, they could even be stressed about how to help their significant other through her pregnancy. Uh, many men have reported of having headaches, backaches, leg cramps, and even toothaches, which has been found to be known as Cuvette syndrome, also called a sympathetic pregnancy. And that's why I feel the neutral Twitter post about not knowing what a guy goes through is right. It's hard to compare pain when you don't know how the other feels. So is there a way you could put yourself in the other's shoes? Maybe it's time to reverse the roles and put the social media conflict to rest. Precisely. There have already been devices or contraptions made to allow a man to simulate what it is like being pregnant. Today.com reports on a study about a guy that spent nine weeks wearing a 33-pound empathy belly suit. The suit he wore had a device connected to it that would somewhat replicate the three trimesters of pregnancy. However, the suit was only able to capture some of the many symptoms of pregnancy, as some of the ladies he talked to said they wanted him to have the heartburn rolling up his throat, the varicose veins rising on his legs, and have the sensation to use the restroom every five minutes or be constipated for a week. Not only did he fall short of the amount and type of symptoms, but he also only wore the suit for nine weeks instead of nine months, which is only a fourth of the time so he did not experience pregnancy in its entirety. Yet he still came to the conclusion, and I quote, I learned that I'm not man enough to be a woman, and I'm never putting on this suit again. So is there a way to give man the full experience? Maybe more simulators and machines that can be hooked up and stored away inside the belly of the suit? Maybe make it waterproof so a man can go as far as showering with it? I believe our technology is advanced enough to find a way to make these things happen, but the next question is, how can we find a way for a man to experience childbirth? At this point, we have ways for a man to be put through most of a woman's pain, but now we need ways for a woman to feel what a man goes through. As of right now, that is still trying to be figured out because it is hard for someone to stress about a situation that they know is fake. So who knows if we'll ever truly find who goes through the most pain. But I don't think there should be a competition. It's like trying to win an award for who feels the worst. And in the end, what will you truly win? Uh, now we want to switch to another type of relationship that wouldn't be classified as traditional, but is still similar in a way where one of the partners and sometimes both partners carry the child. Uh, and also how the partner that isn't carrying a child at that time might go through some type of mental strain like some fathers do during pregnancy. This relationship is between two women, and the dynamic change between this type of relationship when trying to conceive is quite different because both partners can technically carry the child with the help of a sperm donor. But I think where it becomes trickier is when both women must decide who gets to carry the child and how they come to terms with that decision. I imagine that if both partners want to go through the experience of pregnancy, it's hard to come to terms with a decision without having one partner feel left out or betrayed in a sense and not getting to experience what her partner is experiencing. 
I think this is when I was a little shocked, but honestly, it made sense when I saw an Instagram post of two women with side-by-side pictures of them both being pregnant. Um, When I dug a little deeper to find a backstory, it took me to an article that described this picture that went viral in the relationship of two women, Vanessa and Melanie, as they started a family of their own. Um, So when I went to this article and it had the picture, it had a description underneath, and it says, The first picture on the left was taken in January of 2014 when Vanessa was pregnant with their son, Jax. And the picture on the right is is in January of 2015 when Melanie was pregnant with their daughter, Arrow. I feel that having both women in a relationship carry a child is a great middle ground to an issue where both women want to carry a child and be genetically related to it. This would get rid of the risk of one of the women feeling left out or betrayed that they wouldn't be carrying a child that they would then raise for many years and that they'd technically not be related to. It would also give them both a chance to understand what the other goes through for nine months and to come to a deeper understanding of a strenuous yet special experience. I think that social media posts like these where photos and these unique stories go viral, it helps reach an audience that could benefit and possibly take advice um, from these people that have like interesting things happen to them that are out of the ordinary. Um, and I'd say that other unique stories that also involve pregnancy would be when it comes to couples that can't carry a child and either become parents through surrogacy or adoption. <laughs> When it comes to starting a family with a couple that are two men, the options are limited to surrogacy and adoption. I think today we are going to focus on surrogacy just so we can see how this experience differs from carrying a child with the other two types of relationships. I'd say when going through an agency or asking a family friend or something of that sort to carry a child, the couple needs to make sure that there's a strong bond and match with the surrogate. I found this article that tells the story of a gay couple going through surrogacy and starting a family and it talks about how they matched uh, with a surrogate through an agency. Um, It reads, to make sure we were a match, we wanted to get to know each other and the best way to do that was to meet in person. My husband and I flew down to Texas for a weekend to spend time with our potential GC and her family. She toured us around their town, we went out to dinner and we spent a lovely day on a lake in their boat. Despite our differences, the trip was a wonderful success. What a rush of relief, gratitude, and joy. We are so excited to have found such an unlikely match to carry our child. I think that when it comes to social media, it's a great outlet for couples that might explore surrogacy um, and use it as their method of starting a family. Uh, There are many stories out there that talk about couples' experiences and might also offer, in a way, a review of surrogacy agencies to help decide the best place to go to make sure that they have a positive experience overall. Because neither partner can physically carry their soon-to-be child, it would be more comforting if there is a strong bond between the couple and the surrogate to make sure that it is as stress-free of an experience as possible. This is definitely one of the more unique ways to have a child, mainly because both men aren't carrying the child and instead they must go through this very lengthy process and just sit and watch um, someone else carry the human that they're then going to raise for years after. However, I believe that there is another possible issue after finding a surrogate mother, which is who is the sperm donor, which could be either man in the relationship or a totally different man. In this case, I feel as though their relationship would compare to that of two women where they would have a hard choice to make. 
And if both men decided they wanted to be the sperm donor and have a child genetically related to them, then they could choose to do what Vanessa and Melanie did and have two children. I think that by exploring these three types of relationships and how they navigate creating a family, it's definitely opened my eyes. I think it's opened up Remy's eyes about the mental and physical strains that appear for both partners, uh, whether they're carrying the child or not. And there have been many times we see couples sharing their opinions and stories on social media either to vent to relieve some type of stress or to hopefully hopefully have their story reach out to other couples that could in some way benefit from reading or listening to how two people started their family. It also shows how sometimes we undermine another person's pain. And it is not until we are placed in their shoes that we can truly see from their point of view and come to an understanding or agreement. Hopefully today we spread some new information to our viewers and kind of showcase the large impact that social media has on a variety of topics or issues, like the comparison of men and women's pain or both partners going through the same experience to deepen their relationship or building a crucial bond between a couple and a stranger that is going to completely impact their lives positively. And once again, this is Two Teens Talking. I'm Remington Wan. And I'm Julia Wyatt. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you later.